0: Hi, hello, it's Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Man Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go into the world and ta- watch a little bit of anime, and we come back here and we talk about it. Today we're talking about Black Summoner, episode 5 through 9, eight, five through 8, sorry, 5 through 8 of Black Summoner. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that would have been bad. That would have been funny. Um, no, 5 through 8 of Black Summoner. If you haven't gone gone and seen it, uh, go watch it, or just wait for us to recap it for you. We'll let you know uh, what we think about it, but I don't go on these anime journeys alone. I go with my co-host, Matt Galley. Matt, how are you doing this week?
1: Uh, doing great. Uh, very, very <clears throat> surprised by, you know, where uh, where we're at right now in the <clears throat> show. I can say that uh, it definitely, definitely didn't go where I, you know, expected we're like my more pessimistic side, thought this show was going to be going. I'm pleasantly surprised in some ways, but there's also a lot of the other stuff that we got to talk about. Um, for sure. Or, yeah, I'm excited to get into it this week, for sure. If you haven't seen uh,
0: this show or if you haven't seen us cover Black Summoner, we covered one through four in the last episode. So go check it out on YouTube or on Spotify. You can watch Spotify. The videos over there or uh if you haven't seen any of the other anime shows that we've done we've done it for so many other anime and this is where we rank them we've ranked quite a bit of anime already on the left is me on the right is matt and we rank them s through f and then we have a bunch of anime to get to we pick one we draw one after we're done with an anime and next week is when we're going to draw for the next anime because we're going to be finishing the first season of black summoner next wednesday or Friday if it comes out if you watch on YouTube or Spotify but we're already almost done we're halfway through pretty much and we just got to get through these and we got to discuss what we think about it hello everybody live watching live on twitch twitch.tv but we got to get going what in black summer uh, black summoner happened in episode five daughter
1: of the demon king so kelvin and his party battle with victor until victor finally jumps to the defense of sarah revealing that he is actually her caretaker victor shares how sarah would uh how sarah ended up in the position that uh she's in asking then asking kelvin to have her join the party before he passes away sarah awakens after overhearing his explanations joining the group sarah returns to parth under the disguise of a rescued adventurer and a party awaits for kelvin as he's promoted to a rank uh then falling asleep uh, uh after the party he awakens in the middle of the night to overhear sarah reminisce on her a promise made between her and victor looking up into the night sky asking him to always watch over her
0: wow so we got a lot of this new character that we meet sarah we have a lot of interesting work uh, story work between her what we find out to be her caretaker who's also the demon that's an s-class right he was s-class demon he's an s-class demon yes
1: so we get a huge demon
0: yeah we get a huge fight because that's what it led up to in episode four um but we go back to the 3D animation, um, the diff- the change of the animation again. It's almost like it's always whenever the ghost knight is there, is that they change the animation. Because later on in another episode, they, go, they just stick with the same animation. I'm like, oh my god, this looks great. Like in the big scene um, in episode 7. All that stuff, I'm like, cool. Why can't we do that when the ghost knight is there? Whenever the ghost knight appears... He's almost always in, in a different his, kind of his animation. aesthetic
1: has made has forced the animators to like go with a different style whenever he's Why? involved, and <laughs> it's something that could have just been largely avoided.
0: Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> kind of off putting. Um, I don't really get what the choice was there. Was it is it a timing issue? Was it like not having enough time to, to do it or budget or something like that? I don't know. I'm not a big fan. Um, the blues in the Fight though, like whenever it went blue, I was like, Oh, that looks gorgeous. I don't know why that popped out to me. A lot of this anime, the colors still get me because, again, it was made not too long ago and the color looks gorgeous. It's a really pretty anime. Um, we get this whole flashback for Princess Sarah. Does this set up the character well for you? Like, do you understand her mo? Do you understand what's going on with her story and her? father as the demon king
1: yeah i like that's the thing i think i think just for starters we can say that she's much better set up than ethel was and the way that they handled that so i'm pleasant again pleasantly surprised that we actually get another you know uh, a female character introduction where her immediate uh like you know motivation by the end of the episode is not actually related to kelvin and that was really refreshing yes. to me, where it's like she's not out to make, you know, Kelvin happy or make Kelvin fall in love with her or anything like that. She's she wants to see the world. All she knew was a, a manor house where she got trained day in and day out because she had to be kept secret politically for political reasons, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I totally buy into this this character that's like uh, never seen the outside world before and then we get all of these uh shots of her coming into town and like she's just so excited to see the people and like see the food and the stalls and she's like how can so many things just be happening in one place Mm -hmm. that's incredible i i love that aspect of her character for sure do Uh, we
0: ever get why or how the demon king fell i don't know if we get that lore the
1: hero that The hero. That's what we get. The hero finally came and uh, laid, you know, came with a massive army and laid waste to the, um, the demon King's castle. And that's why the demon King knew if I send my daughter off, she can live a peaceful life in this world that this hero is now going to create. Like, she doesn't have to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. And Victor was like, that's selfish. Is that really what you think that she'd want? But it's like i don't care it's my choice
0: and i also love the whole victor story character uh dilemma here where he's like i care about this this girl and it was really interesting to see him switch right where he was like telling him in episode four i'm gonna eat her and all this stuff to try and protect her we didn't know that yeah but i'm gonna eat her i'm gonna kill everybody whatever whatever um but then once it got down to it, we see him protect her whenever she was about to get hurt by something falling on her. And then we see that change right before he dies. And he's like, here's everything. Here's yeah. what's going on. And I didn't think this would happen, but I got bested here in this battle of all these all this teamwork, which was really good, cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I got bested here. And now you're going to have to, if you could, please, would you do this for me? Mm-hmm. And then... She gets concealed as a human with this uh magic item that her Demon King father left for her. Mm-hmm. And now she can live freely as a human, sort of. Uh human passing, I guess. Um, that's so cool. I love yeah. the character of Victor. Dig Doug what they came out with that and uh was really happy for the for the first half for most of it, um, except for the 3d animation i don't know yeah. it's 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 all it's a good story um i'll get into it a little bit later but you get a whole a huge party after getting rank a and then we see him uh kelvin just being you know uh relieved i guess and and yeah. just not fearing anything um throughout this is a theme that i don't know If I'm the, if I'm that type of enjoyer of an anime where there's a OP character, and we're just watching him go, Mm -hmm. because through this battle, through the next battle that we're going to talk about, he doesn't break a sweat, and like that's cool. I get it. it. I get what they're trying to do. That he has these insane powers, but like. I want to see, it would mean so much more if we saw him work for it, I think, like a Black Clover or something like that, where they have to work for uh, the things that they get and the, the outcomes. And I don't know, it, it, to, what does it feel like to you, Kelvin, building off of episode one through four and then going into these battles that we see in these next four episodes? Like,
1: are you on board with Kelvin as a person? Uh, like as a see as a person as as a protagonist of an isekai i think that the show is leaning away towards making is beginning to lean lean away from making him a blank slate and trying to make kelvin more of a character with very clear defined personality traits once they kind of everybody showcased you know that they call him a battle junkie and stuff and that like that's what he is it's like okay then like that's not a blank slate character for us the audience to kind of you know relate to he's he's trying to it's trying to relate to a specific uh like you know characteristic for sure so he becomes more of a character and less of an idea and i think that um the show is starting to lean more into wanting to set up these characters in order to like like almost uh Setting up these characters just to see what they do within their environments, right? Um, I think along the lines of it being uh, related to like a JRPG, where a, a really good JRPG doesn't immediately throw everything in your face. It really lets you connect with the characters and that um, their stories. That way, this 100-plus-hour game you're about to play the the story later on can like hold weight and stuff. Obviously, this is a twelve episode anime, not a one hundred plus hour game, but I think it's trying to be more like that on that level of storytelling um, than something like a, a power scaling fantasy. Because from like from the get go, we saw him get all of these uh, all of these powers, and we know that he you know sold his memories in order to have better like you know starting conditions in this world. So it was I, I really feel like it never set me up to have an expectation of who's the big bad. It was just kind of like a, what is out there? What's in this mm-hmm. world? And what, what are we gonna find? And like, as we get into, as we finish this arc and we get our last companion for the group, so to speak, um, that's exactly what I'm. I'm like, okay, now where do we go from here? And the fact that we immediately get the show setting up, all right, we're going to a different country Like Mm -hmm. we're going to go somewhere new, we're going to go somewhere fresh. We're going to do some, be somewhere different. That's that gives the show promise to me, at least at this point. I think it's just me as a
0: viewer needing to switch my mindset. Cause when I see the menus, whenever I see like power or or abilities, people gaining abilities over time, I instantly want to like, okay. Let me see their progression. But I uh this along with another idea I'm gonna talk about later. Um, I have to switch my mindset to be like what you were saying was it's not about the power, it's not about what and how good he is. It's about he's good, what else? And I think I have to switch my brain because I wanna find him as a character evolving, but yes. he it, the the store the show is peeling back layers rather than him evolving up that they're already there but now they're showing more of his personality so for me as a viewer it's something a little difficult for me to like enjoy or try to enjoy or or, or switch of what i what i'm used to
1: and um i i also think again get to go along with setting him up as more of a character this whole interaction that he has with uh with victor makes him more of a character because you know he had a chance to you know go in for the kill on the monster or whatever he didn't they talked it out and he he listened to what this demon had to say and this plead that this demon gave him and he at the end of the day he was like I'm going to I'm going to keep your uh, I'm going to hold up your wish I'm going to do what you asked of me and I'm going to put her in my party and I'm going to show her the world mm-hmm. um and as he's going up there ethel's like wait she could become the demon king the next demon king that's what we're on the lookout for or whatever and um his response is you know well i i really made a big mess didn't i mm. and so like again I, I feel like that's giving him more of a character he's somebody that will take responsibility for his actions and i think that's what we see him try to kind of employ in the next uh in the next fight that happens Mm -hmm. he tries to really get somebody to understand hey you need to be able to like uh think about you know the weight and consequences of your actions so he becomes more of like I, could, uh, I don't know if you've watched S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, anybody in the audience that's a, watched the first season of Rising of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, that show also plays with this concept of this rolling force that isn't really a power scaler, but there's somebody that just makes a difference in the world by being the person that they are. Very cool. Um, L said, such great production
0: quality. We're trying. <laughs> we're trying. Thank you, Bubsy, for the 35 months. I appreciate it. You saw my lights going off back there. I you for the 35 months, I appreciate it. We don't have alerts for you but i'm sorry but we got the lights going um thank you so much for for 35 months we're talking about the uh black summoner episode five through eight and let's get into episode six what happens in episode six rice and thieves and heroes
1: so episode six uh quick we briefly get to see sarah agreeing to the contract uh becoming a part of their party we then see uh kelvin showcase all of the new gear that they've been making and then he has this sudden urge uh for rice <laughs> he wants to eat rice he's not uh you know in the real world and the region that he's in there's rice doesn't exist so they set out to travel to a new land um after he becomes depraved of rice melfina departs yet again to attune to one of her avatars and then en route to this new land of Tor- Torage. The group would get ambushed, but would quickly wipe up the problems, then interrogating the ambushers for information. After arriving in Toraj, Kelvin and the party would meet Mist, the guildmaster. And while explaining their problems, Kelvin would interject with his own plans, Mist going along with it. Kelvin goes on to clear out the bandit hideout ahead of the heroes that Mist would be sending right behind them. The heroes would arrive to the hideout with Kelvin, having them believe that he is the leader of the Black Wind Bandits that they have been set out to defeat.
0: We may shit on this anime for a little, like a little while, yeah, a lot in that first episode that we talked about it, but there are some really cool shots. There's some
1: good moments in this show. This one is one of my
0: favorites. Like this little this shot it's great for screen grabs it's so good um hello dan a little late but i'm here hello welcome in um so we get like some new gear and and <clears throat> i was i brought it up the last uh when we were talking about episode five about me switching my mindset a lot of this feels more slice of life style yep. plus harem of course because he has a party of, of people mostly girls. mostly girls but like this, I, I have to switch because whenever I see swords and fighting and stuff, I automatically want to go shounen. Shounen fighting, this is it. Here's my resolve and all this stuff. And we have an OP character that can do whatever and they're having parties and they're hanging out and there's this um,
1: vibe he keeps talking of, about just wanting freedom. Like, I'm an adventurer that just likes to wander around and fight a little. And then they're like, a little? Yeah,
0: <laughs> a little, yeah. <laughs> Come on. So... We, in this
1: one, we get like a
0: lot of slice of life because they're just hanging out, getting new armor, building new armor, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I need rice." So then we have a new motivation. So it all feels super lackadaisical in this world, which is kind of cool. Um, but
1: like, but- I, I feel like again, uh, in the last episode, we were talking about how you know the world building of uh, isekai is kind of important, and up to now we haven't really seen very strong world building, but just right there. Oh. I want rice. Rice doesn't exist here, but I've heard rumors that this land, like way far away, this water, uh, this coastal nation, they have rice. Mm-hmm. Interesting problem, right there. That's an is in, an interesting problem for our protagonist to have to solve. That's not immediately just big bad person needs to be beaten. Yeah. Um. I crave rice. There's somewhere <laughs> to get it. It's far away. Let's go get it.
0: Sure, man. Why not? And then they get the uh, token D&D bad role and they get ambushed by uh, a band of thieves who is part of our main antagonists, Black Wind Thieves, um, that they handle quite quickly, uh, who Sarah handles quite quickly because she's an insane level, uh, as well as everybody else in the in the group. And then we meet this guild master, Mist, who is quite different than the other guildmaster Leo. that we met, which is really cool. So I like the guild masters. I like how there's heads of the city and we're actually meeting them. We meet another mm-hmm. queen later on. <sighs> One thing but... that the show
1: didn't give and that Mist didn't give is, you know, we got to uh, see uh, Kelvin scan Leo with his appraising mm-hmm. eye we got to uh, mist even said, you know, Leo was known as the appraiser. We don't see mist get scanned. We don't get her title. We know nothing sure. about her by the time we leave. And that's just one little thing where I was just like, I just want to know. Yeah. I just wanted to know. I'm, I, I'm curious. Which makes me, me think, <laughs> yeah, which makes me think before. Yeah. Which makes me think it's going to come into play at some point or something. Yeah. Maybe? There's,
0: there's something because there's no re why would they be so okay with Kristoff and keep him like, satiated here and you know that he's the leader why would you not do something about it and i think that's that's maybe too hopeful that yeah, but looking still, into you know, something it's, just things. it's things yeah things to um, so we find out that Christoph is the leader of the black winds but he's also like a national treasure so they haven't moved in on him um but we also get uh a lot of well in the next coming episodes, we get more information about the heroes of Doramus and how Toya is the leader of the heroes of Doraemus. But like, he's like the party face. Yeah. All heroes. But they mentioned that he, he specifically is the hero. He said it a couple times and a lot of people f- say he's the hero. So is he the hero that killed the demon King long ago? Probably oh, not. No. Right. He, because he, there's he, somebody he else. Even
1: said, yeah, he says at some point, you know, I need to kill the Demon King. And he's saying that they, they got summoned because of the rumors that the Demon King is set to rise again. And so they're there trying to power level and get stronger. That's what I think their setup was, you know, that they got summoned by the priest, the Oracle of Doraeus, because she received Oracle that Demon King was coming back. Kelvin got summoned because he was randomly selected and got lucky
0: yeah, but there's another hero that they're talking about that we haven't seen, right? Oh, th- there's a the hero another... from
1: the last era that yeah. ended that ended the uh, the last demon king's reign. I don't we don't know. That, yeah, we don't know where or if they still uh, exist in this realm.
0: Mm-hmm. They only got summoned a year before Kelvin, I believe. Yeah, so it couldn't be the same here. I just keep hearing hero get thrown around, and yeah. then the first thing we hear is Toya's the hero, and I'm like, oh, so what? What does that mean? Or Toya is supposed to be the next hero that defeats the Demon King, I guess, or what? However you want to say it. But um, we get some information on the conflict that's going on um it's it's interesting huh i don't know i it feels like i want more stuff to happen <laughs> i want i want more um
1: you, because you want you want you want more stakes i want like more stakes. stakes yeah yeah this so, isn't this this isn't a stake building i think this is this episode six.
0: This yeah. this marks the middle of it.
1: We're yeah. in the middle of the first season.
0: <clears throat> I want more steaks. I want I want something to make me oh, I need to watch the next one. It all feels super again, lackadaisical chill. And while it's cool to see Sarah take down the crew, and the colors are super beautiful. I I don't know if I'm fully behind on him just going to go get rice. I get it, and that's fun. But like, I want more. Um, I don't know. Did you feel that way? Or are I mean, you chilled?
1: Do, do do I want more? Yes. I could always go with uh, higher stakes if that's like something that the the show's narrative is like kind of mm. presenting. But I think the second we get the Demon King's daughter in our party, the stakes kind of disappear. Like I think that's like kind of the the show making a point like, hey, the next potential demon king is in this guy's party, like like liter- quite literally, what could possibly go wrong at this point for him? Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? he He's a summoner that increases his summon stats by a hundred, and he's got <laughs> <clears throat> we also haven't met yeah. the other summoners either. Which is interesting, because there's Which they're three other st- summoners. There's said to be three other summoners, yeah. But uh, even immediately when he loaded in, uh, Milfina was like, uh, hello? Um... <laughs> uh, Melfina. I did it Milfina? again. Milfina? Milfina. Yeah. Melfina said, uh, none of them are even close to being as strong as you. Right when he loaded in. So, again, the show is not trying to drive, like, a, a sense of urgency into I know. the narrative. It's not doing that. Do I want it to do that because I think it would make a better experience? Yes. But it's not doing that. So, like, I, I have that. I definitely have that part of my brain turned off. And I get that every Thursday because <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen is airing every Thursday. So, that's when I get my my power scaling battle anime. Sure. Minphilia
0: <laughs> Minphilia is from final fantasy 14
1: that's right i was like where did that come from
0: <gasps> yeah and i would call her milfina because she's yeah anyway. um <sighs> <sighs> they're very similar and i was like okay cool um so yeah we get this it didn't make sense to me at first on what he was actually doing but then later on i was like oh okay i get what he's doing but like Okay, cool, whatever. Um, but this shot was really dope. I love them all just being there, that they think that they're the band of thieves that have done wrong. And the um, showcasing a little bit the group of heroes was kind of cool. I like their personality so far towards the end of episode six. And I was like, okay,
1: cool. It, they're, they're very, uh, what's it called? They're very archetypal sure and it's it's nice to still get an archetype party in the show um off the back of kelvin's party who is not archetypal like they're very uh, subverted expectation of a traditional party um at least the way i'm seeing it so it's nice that we still get them and uh like we get a little bit of them just enough for that like you know classic party being there but it's not enough to where I felt like it was a boarding down the show and trying to introduce new characters that we were supposed to be committed on. It's like they're there to serve their purpose. And that that was it. And I liked that it wasn't trying to do too much with them. Yeah,
0: for sure. Because um, like you said, they're not like going to take over the whole show. They are the heroes, but they are supportive characters and they know their place and they're not going to, Hog up what the actual story is gonna be later on with Kelvin and the demon, uh King's daughter and all that stuff. So I like the the that I can, you know, pick them out and get that archetypal, like, oh, okay, I know what this person's about. I kind of know what this person's about. All right, cool. I'm I'm already up there. We already kind of know. And then uh they go ahead and meet our group of people. And now in episode seven, battle with the heroes. Um, what ends up happening?
1: So uh, Kelvin provokes and entices the heroes into agreeing uh, to a battle under his terms and conditions. Ethel explains his plans and reasonings for the mis- for misleading the heroes before they jump into the fight. Kelvin puts a bunch of pressure on them right away and doesn't relent, uh, beginning to break d- break them down. Infighting occurs between the heroes as toya makes independent moves instead of moving as a team and kelvin points out their uh the faults of all the heroes before proceeding to knock them all out the heroes awaken to find kelvin who explains the situation to them as well as makes a strange request of toya that leads into episode eight take your clothes off take your clothes off it's what like dripping.
0: Um, I don't, okay, let's start with that. What was that? <laughs> was that him? I, I read a, a couple of the Crunchyroll comments. Uh, that could possibly be him trying to get more armor to Blacksmith and maybe use the armor for something. Well, or in the next, in the next he was...
1: episode, he says that, you know, he's heading to their punishment or whatever, and it's by the water. So I think it was trying to be funny that, like, we're getting into bathing suits. Yeah. So we're going to go fight near the water. Ha <laughs> ha. You guys are training now, yeah. That's cool. my request. You're training under me now.
0: <sighs> he wants them to train without their superior gear. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That, that too makes I, sense. I missed that. Oh, um, so this was cool. This is probably my favorite episode so far. I love this battle, this was such a fun battle, um, even though it was super one sided and there was a a moral to the story at the end Mm -hmm. i loved this fight um what do you think about this new weapon that he has skill eater which can steal a skill of somebody by touching them and he has two of them on his hands well i mean that's
1: again that i think is just the show again saying there are there there's no possible conceivable way that our protagonist is going to lose any fights we are going to give him every out every freaking possibility possibility that he can have to overcome anything that gets thrown at him Mm -hmm. i think that's the way of the show saying that because he's literally he literally says i needed a way to overcome fighting you know multiple people at one time uh he's he's got like like aoe magic already he we saw him blast away those guards with single spells i don't know he's just being suspicious <laughs> and he's just being like uh he's himself being humble but knows that he doesn't need those at the end of the day i think um where do you think his battle junkie comes from in his
0: real life was it him just playing a bunch of video games Or probably what what do you think his old life wanted like his old now that we know a little bit more about him now that we know he is uh, not too rough around the edges and he wants people to get better and he sees good and he knows what's good and bad Um, he seems like a decent person in his real life back on earth. Because he can, but...
1: he like even when the bandits thing was happening, he was like, "Man, these guys are so weak. I don't want to fight them because I don't want to waste my time. But I got to do something. I can't just leave a bunch of bandits around." So like, he's got some sense of morality to him. Do you think he's got he got a moral was... compass that's operating somewhere?
0: Yeah. Do you think he was like super weak in his real life? Like we see that whole. uh He he was bullied and picked on a bunch as a kid and then now he's got this opportunity he's like i want to be powerful i want to be the most powerful being ever and i don't care about my memories they sucked anyway is that like sort of what you're leaning towards or is there something else that he could i mean if i'm
1: being completely honest i haven't even stopped to think about it until you asked so i i mean that's probably what i'm leaning towards um because yeah everything everything kind of lines up that way i just want to know his like What's his story gonna be?
0: I we have direction for everybody in his party pretty much. Uh, Evil not so much. She's free, I suppose. So now she's just doing whatever. But what's his direction, and will he ever figure out what his life was before, and why? What's driving him? I don't think we got a clear definition on what's driving him here to just be the best to just stare
1: there is a moment there is a moment that i really liked in the episode five after sarah joins the party and she starts running around all excited like i said and he like mentions he's like huh look at her so excited because it's her first time in a new world and he flashes back to when he got originally dropped in and yeah i don't know maybe somebody that just didn't like the world that they were living in So when presented the opportunity to go somewhere completely fresh and new and leave everything behind they're just like hell yeah why wouldn't i do that take all my memories too. give me a better start in this new world because this one sucks <laughs> i ask that because
0: in this episode we get a lot of backstory on how the heroes adramus got there to that world they were mm-hmm. in school
1: and they just got Pulled. A magical circle appeared beneath them and then the next they had a vision of the goddess of reincarnation and then they woke up. Uh yeah, Colette Duramelius summoned them to the world
0: and they were here to save them. Um I don't know if I like that better. I don't I don't understand that part. What is that? What is What's going on? You well, know what I, mean? Col- like, Col-
1: Col- I think Colette gave ex- gave them exposition that like I, yeah, it shows you know I'm Colette, the Oracle of Duramis. Uh, I've I'm the one that summoned you here. Would you hear what I have to say? And then it cuts away, and it's and it, she probably gave them exposition like, hey, I've received this message. Um, there's a great threat, the Demon King, who you know once did this and that and this and that. We've lived through an era of peace, but now there are signs that he's going to return and we need heroes to defend our country. But the thing that we need heroes to defeat him,
0: the thing that doesn't make sense to me, they got pulled from our world, Mm -hmm. but they didn't get any, at least from what we saw, they didn't get any options to choose how to start their life.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they were summoned by via uh what's it called they were summoned via an oracle doing yeah. a doing a summoning ritual and kelvin was summoned via a ran like sh- she says you you were randomly selected to ha- start a new life in this new world that's well, that's what we learn about kelvin. sure but <laughs> so it's a little different at least
0: but if every person in this new world of black summoner Has the ability to pull stat sheets and gain abilities. What makes the humans from our world different than just the Oracle picking four people, four of the strongest people and saying, you're the heroes now and you need to help? What's the difference between people that are already on this world than pulling people from Earth that are basically the same, but they're just learning skills
1: over time?
0: So it makes me well, believe people
1: from that world learning skills over time. Because Ethel, that's basically what Ethel did. She had no skills allocated because she was a slave that had never been owned, and then they like let her choose her skills and stuff. And she's of that world. She wasn't brought into that world.
0: Yeah. Why can't? Why couldn't Ethel just been chosen by the Oracle? And it's like, oh, I w- I have purpose now, and I'm gonna go train, and I'm gonna learn all the spells and all this stuff. That could have happened and didn't need to pull from another world. They're the exact same. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't get what makes human Earth people have any more resolve or more prone to being a hero. Maybe they just have a hero quality. Yeah, they got something on them. So, like, I get why Kelvin is the hero. I get why Kelvin, because he chose and he Mm, had the ability to pick his slots and all that stuff. But if... The Oracle could just state, I've seen a vision, and Matt, you are the new hero, and you're going to save the world. Okay, well, I'm going to learn all these spells and stuff. What's the difference between a a Black Summoner world person doing that versus an Earth world person doing that? There's none. So I'm like, what's the point of them coming from another world?
1: The cut. Yeah, I mean, uh, if their stat sheets were just granted to them, it's one thing. Maybe it's that, yeah, yeah. none of them were gamers. They were maybe like more, <laughs> I'm I'm not, I'm serious though. Maybe like yeah. they were given that ability to like pick all their stuff out, but they're not like, you know, they're not game brain. They're not they big game brains, brain. <laughs> they, don't so know, they don't know doing... what they're picking. And they just, you know, kind of for lack of a better term, picked uh, loadouts that are already like their swordsmen um dex fighter Ch- Ma- M- mage and uh what's the last one tamer whatever they just picked their little things but kelvin was like oh no create custom character i want to locate this point this point like he's getting into it because he's played every rpg that's been released on that side of the earth um i don't know <laughs> it's it's just it's made reference you know that yeah every excuse it's, that it's made for him uh starting with that stat block was like yeah he was like i must have been a big gamer and that's where they look pretty much yeah
0: came. just the introduction of this hero group and me us getting a, to know them a little more and now we know their backstory really had more questions for me um but i'm probably looking into it way too much because i like, think what is
1: no what? yeah i i think I, I i may have mentioned last episode though yeah. uh when i uh last week that why isn't everybody picking like the super super overpowered things like uh you know double skill points and all that stuff but then she uh you know uh why am i forgetting names melfina uh also mentions how like you know summoners are super rare and there's only a few of them so it's like how did he manage to like take summoner for his class or whatever do you get a class based on how you allocate your points and stuff, or is it do you get pick your class and then you can allocate points and get skills based on your class, which which is like that? Is it a class based world or is it a classless world that just gives you a title of a class? Because he he operates as a pugilist during this fight when he steals Sarah's power, and he mm-hmm. starts punching back at him while he's sword fighting. Um, he manages to beat an S tier. Uh, swordsman with his S tier arcane pugilism that he's never used before. <sighs> Too much. It's Too much. a lot. Yeah, I we'll mean, it like out. diving into that is like. A, I mean, I, I I love talking about it and I love theorizing about it, but ultimately, I just don't think I just think I don't think the they're ever going to. I don't think the show cares. The show doesn't care. <laughs> it just says, uh, "Write me an isekai." Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> Um, in this battle in episode seven, I really like the heroic music. They have a really nice theme. I love the the theme music in this in this anime, and some really funny moments because um, the what was it the spellcaster girl, the dark ma- the dark mage or black mage, she was like, "You will pay for the years of humiliation that I have <laughs> suffered." I've suffered because of you.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure we met today," and that was really funny. I loved yeah. that. And I love them all hitting their little uh, light fairy, grant me strength. And then yeah. it gets to her and she's like, dark fairy, help me out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> like that. just kind of sputters off. <laughs> I-, I loved this episode. This episode so good. Um, the show seeing... makes me laugh and it has good moments. Definitely. There are, there are very, very good moments and like uh, enjoyable bits that just get soured by these little itty bitty parts that, just make me like roll my eyes and take me out I, of it, take me back a bit sometimes. But then it, when it gets out of that stuff gets out of the way, I'm enjoying it. When that stuff's there, I'm just like, I I would just wish it was not there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he creates a new spell, Radiance Crossfire, and he says some interesting stuff to them. Like he keep men- he keeps mentioning the game. Like he's still Kelvin still thinks it's a game. I think. I head. didn't pick
1: up on him saying that. He
0: says grant me my wish, grant my wish from the game, and he said the game a couple times in the past and I'm like what what are you talking about? Like do, does he still think it's a video game? That this doesn't this isn't real? Um it's just interesting the way he thinks about it and he's he, he's mentioned the game a couple times and i was like this is this is odd mm-hmm. um we got to get going episode 8 returning to parth and the goddess to, goddess arrives so after that battle what happens in episode 8
1: uh kelvin trains the heroes on working in sync and gives toya a lesson in humility amidst other essential plot points that happen the heroes depart back to their kingdom And Kelvin gets amped to go see the monarch of Toraj to discuss their reward. Offering anything that he may desire, the empress Fujiwara is is delighted to hear his request of access to rice. Fujiwara would also attempt to coerce Kelvin and his party into staying under her employment, but Kelvin declines and they travel back to Parth via teleport gate. Kelvin buys a house for his party after they return, making a home for them. And Melfina returns to be summoned as one of her avatars. Oh, wow.
0: It's finally her. There she is. A little bit of a letdown. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh,
1: (laughs) okay. Well that's one of her avatars. That's not actually her. <laughs> but she all right.
0: said this is this is like they look very close to her. So you could fall in love with me again. And then it's this. I mean <clears throat> generic
1: anime girl number three, purple hair, please. To 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 just to draw a parallel using a completely different medium in horror media, something that is told that is indescribably horrific but on your wildest imagination is always going to be more horrific in your imagination than anything somebody can actually put in front of you if they tell us she's the most beautiful being that's ever existed then whatever thought is in our head the audience the viewer is going to be more beautiful and resonant than anything that the show could put in front of us so the fact that they just give give us the the goddess in her likeness um yeah, it's definitely not surprising that you she I, doesn't or live else feels up. Yeah. underwhelmed. There may be I, people where that's exactly what they imagined, and that's great good, good on you guys, but that's I, not how that type of a setup operates.
0: I honestly didn't think we would get to see her at all. I didn't either.
1: I thought so... she would not come into the show. As yeah, a, so I was like, oh, manifestation."
0: Cool. Here we are. Basically. Um, You had put in the screenshots as well something very interesting about, well, they go through the fighting montage and stuff. They go back. There's something in the little trinkets he gives the heroes. He doesn't, an interesting point, before we get to all this other stuff, an interesting thing that doesn't happen is he doesn't tell them that he's from another world. But they don't tell him either. But he knows and that. He, but
1: he knows that. And that's why he helped them.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't he tell
1: them? Or would that compromise his position? Exactly. That's what he. That's that's been the thing from the beginning. (laughs) That's why he. That's why he operates um, out of Parth and wanted to know keep his whole thing a secret. They he they also think that uh, or I don't know. I don't even. Yeah, they probably never get told that he's a summoner. He just has everybody out her for the whole time that they're around so Mm -hmm. he's just uh the green mage in a party or a tamer in a party whatever you want to say
0: that has a lot of overpowered stuff yeah in good friends Claire says come on she doesn't even have boobs the size of the moon much less jupiter (sighs) yeah i was kind of let down by milfina milfina no but um the thing that was interesting about her about um this whole arc uh there's like interesting tidbits here and there one big one was that the first ruler of torage came from another world as well rumor has it what's happening what's happening in the universe yeah why do they keep coming to this world from other places and most likely likely it being earth because he says oh that looks japanese and uh i know this kind of structure and stuff like that so like i want to know way more we're on this little story but i'm like yeah 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 yeah. hold on hold on hold on what's happening where did this world start from nothing is this world built from uh is it all an illusion made by melfina like what i want something grand i want something huge and they have potential but they're not saying anything the nuggets are there
1: yeah, and, and I and don't I'm know just, if it's gonna create a bigger, a bigger picture, a bigger piece. No, I, I want, time. I want
0: it. I want it so bad because like we get that one little nugget. Okay, the first ruler of Taraj. Oh my god, that's crazy. And then we meet Suki Fujiwara, who's the current ruler of Taraj, and she has the hots for Kelvin too. And I'm like, what? And what another we...
1: another thing, you know, where it points out, you know, her last name definitely japanese and also Mm -hmm. the first person that he's met to introduce themselves with the last name
0: yeah but then they put in the whole oh you can please me more ways than one all day or something and i'm like
1: she already the the whole can do you want to stay here and work for me part that's already enough we already get what she's after obviously he she keeps coming to his room like we get we get it show we get it um,
0: he does have yeah. protagonist hair. weight. that's not a positive. It's the hair, man. He's got it all. Look at him.
1: Hell yeah, <laughs> brother.
0: Um, I put even the queen wants Kelvin, which is kind of s- sad. I don't Ubaki know. But...
1: What Subaki wants.
0: Then we get the introduction of uh, teleportation, magic, fast teleport travel. gate, fast travel. Yay! We we had some uh, a crazy. This feels like Dungeons and Dragons a lot, which is really cool. Where it's like. We had uh, some trouble getting there, but then oh, we're just yeah. back and we're going back and we're starting our next little arc.
1: Oh, here. actually, it's not as easy as you think. You you need a, you have to be there first and get permission from the administrator. Yeah, and that's okay. what that's when I'm thinking Final Fantasy fourteen again. Yeah, like, You gotta get you gotta attune to the <laughs> Aetherite.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Um, they did also bring
0: up in this episode again the idea of slavery in this episode again, where they mentioned it, um, that it was still going on here and that's still a problem. So I hope they still, I don't know if it was in this episode or the, the previous episode. I could have sworn it was in this one where they mentioned that it's still a, still an issue and they're trying to, they're actually trying to do something about it. And I was like, okay, at least we're addressing it. And at least uh, somebody knows about this and is trying to stop it. Um, So I'm glad they brought that up again. Not glad that it's in there, but glad they're actually trying to fix. Acknowledging it. Acknowledging it. Um, He buys a house because cool. Yeah. Why not? Mm -hmm. Has the two servants we met earlier, and they're going to be a part of the story going further. And then we see Milfina. Again, it's a lot of slice of life with. I can't change. Uh, uh, uh. There's a lot of slice of life with some action in there. And I got to say, these four episodes were a lot better than the last four episodes. and I found myself enjoying Way this better. more, but I wouldn't have got here if I was on my own. I would no. have stopped at episode two. Stopped. Yeah. Um, while these are good episodes, and, and I'm liking the characters more, and I'm liking it's more funny. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we are. It's a huge switch for me. And I think whenever we rate it next week, I'm going to have to rate it lower because it's not something I'm immediately attracted to. And it's not something that I want in a story for me. And mm-hmm. that's all in personal preference. It's not that it's a bad story. Mm-hmm. It's cool. What's going on is fine. But I think it's me being an avid anime watcher watching anime every week for this show. And I'm like, I want just something else. Like you have all these little nuggets of, of information that you're giving me. And I want it to be more grand or not even like fighting wise or anything like that. I yeah, want yeah. some some story in there. But it all just seems super surface, lever, sur- surface level wavy along the ocean. Yeah, let's go here and let's do this. Yeah. Okay, whatever. And that's fine for a story. I'm just not the mo- biggest fan of it.
1: Yeah. Again, it's like, it's definitely something to be said about the way the hand, the show handles like the characters problems where the first problem he had was, you know, I need a, I need to get a, a, a slime in my party. I need to be able to fight a slime. And that starts like, you know, pretty intriguing and stuff. But by the time your problem is, uh, you know, in the episode, uh, is I want to get, uh, another companion in my party. So I'm going to buy a female slave and that's my motivation (coughs) for the episode. You really, really have to do a lot to kind of recover from that. That's a big, a big stumbling point, just to put it bluntly. But by the time I'm finishing these four episodes, it's like I I just I wish that the show had set itself up better that way we weren't recovering through these four episodes we could sure. just be enjoying these four episodes because mm-hmm. it was definitely a lot of recovery where i'm on guard i'm on guard at this point <laughs> through, sure. through most of these four i'm like i'm waiting for the moment where i just want to like hit pause and like step away but that honestly didn't happen through these four episodes i it was they were at least enjoyable to watch where again it was a little of the bad surrounding a lot of the things that i enjoyed but the last four episodes had more 50-50 where it was like I was equally just enjoying stuff that was happening and equally full on not enjoying stuff that was happening. Mm-hmm. For this one, I'm <clears throat> en- I'm enjoying it. And then a thing happens that I don't enjoy. And we get past it. Mm-hmm. But it's still there. And I'm a- I acknowledge that. But
0: yeah it puts says, me in a
1: very weird spot for sure. Sure.
0: Claire says you could watch it sure, but whatever you wanted, there are plenty of things that did it better and were more focused. Oh yes. 100%.
1: Um percent I would I mean I would agree with that so far. Which is why I
0: want them to go above and beyond to make this story an outstanding story because it's a good story. But in the world of Isekais, there's so many stories out there like this one that have done some aspect of it better. And I can see the gold here and i think if they took another step to make it outstanding it could really be like a cornerstone of isekai anime
1: yeah um, again but they're kind of like, go uh, went the safe route yeah like uh, again I, I make the comparison of the first season of the rising of shield hero really caught me off guard and how it was able to really throw a wrench in the traditional isekai and kind of turn it on its head in a lot of ways and it didn't have to be in every way you don't have to make everything be new and fresh, but just sometimes when you approach things with a different idea, the the like you know the implications that that can then trickle throughout the rest of the show are mm. enough to give you a, a different storytelling device to use to make it X, but Y instead of just X, but less good, less quality, mm. less focused, making it. a lesser than than a comparison of i guess so depending on how the ending of this first season
0: of black summoner goes i think uh how i rate it is going to be dependent on where the story ends up and what leads it into a possible season two because i think there was a season two coming out um there was also a bunch of black summoner novels i saw because i've been looking at manga to buy and i saw that there's a bunch of new black summoner novels that are on the way uh that have some more story stuff so i'm I'm curious to see how this first season ends or where we actually go and what's going to be the big payoff to this whole season because we just got introduced we just got introduced to the goddess we've been hearing about yeah and now we have four more episodes to do something to end the season and what is that what is that gonna be? What is that gonna look like? I really hope I enjoy it. Um, where
1: I'm at now, but uh, versus where I was at at the start of these four episodes, I am more I'm very open to the idea that by the end of the next four episodes, it could propel itself into a place where I'm I I really, you know, can give it a good rating. but I'm also open to the idea that the opposite happens. And I'm also open to the idea that it just kind of like holds its ground and just doesn't really do too much and just kind of like sets up for the next season without really you know having much of a high note that it ends on i'm open to that being what happens as long as it does it in the right ways um
0: but yeah next i have a lot of feelings
1: i have a lot of mixed feelings about this one so far
0: this one i'm probably uh, out of all the anime we've watched i'm the most on the fence of. So it's a first, I think, for me, where out of all the enemy that we've already rated and watched, this one I'm like, okay, like danganronpa for me, I was like, okay, I really enjoyed this, but this, but um, this one I'm like, it could go either way, like seriously up in the air, how the next four episodes are gonna go is gonna be where I rate it. And it's just so odd that I'm just still indecisive on whether. I'm having a completely enjoyable time if I'm in the middle or if I absolutely hate it. So next week, we're going to be talking about episode 9 through 12 of Black Summoner. If you want to go watch it before then, before next Wednesday, you definitely can so we can hear your thoughts about the anime as well. And we're going to be picking a brand new anime after that and going to be diving into that one. So after next week, we're going to be done with Black Summoner, done with the whole season, and then we're going to go on to another anime that is here. We still need to add a couple more to this list. I know we have two more ranking of kings being one of them and i forgot the other one but there's a couple more animes we need to grab and put them on there but they are in the chest and we'll be picking a brand new anime next week um matt whenever you're not uh whisked into another world where can they find you
1: when i'm not there uh you can find me sometimes on my twitch follow me on my twitch at it's i'm sorry at matt underscore galley right now streaming on tuesday is tuesday isn't it and uh also follow some me city skylines i'll streaming some city skylines too and it was fun and we'll stream other things too because we're gaming um but yeah you can also follow me on all my socials at it's matt underscore galley just add an its at the front um when we're not here on the fence about animes we're watching <laughs> where can the people find you uh claire said first off i claire said i don't hate
0: it to hate it i'd have to care about it (laughs) i'm just bored a little bit of that a little bit of boredom at some points for sure too um, but you can find me on all social media at Jules the Human, at J U L E S the Human, on all social media, on Instagram, on X, on Twitch, right here, um, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Jules the Human. You can watch all the episodes on my YouTube channel. And if you've missed uh, the last episode, we talked about Black Summoner. If you want to watch the next episode of Black Summoner, it's on youtube.com slash Jules the Human right over there and on spotify spotify just look up the jewels and matt anime hour and you can watch the episodes all from spotify wow cool awesome um max next stream will be when he is reincarnated as a streamer whoa <laughs> a lot of love for matt here but next in a new world reincarnated into new world and somehow i'm building cities skylines question mark
1: <laughs> uh, i have s tier city planning
0: <laughs> next week next wednesday same time next week uh we're gonna be finishing up black Summoner episode 9 through 12 if you're watching this on youtube or spotify it comes out uh in the middle or in the morning on friday but if you want to watch it live live twitch.tv slash human um and you can watch it live on wednesdays but that's the end <laughs> he's so smiley at it i'm pretty sure they're talking about you matt I have to make huh? you an anime logo for this. Oh, an anime logo that says, Help, <laughs> I got re. <laughs> I got trans. <laughs> I got sent to another world and somehow I became a streamer and I'm be- trying to become the next. Pokemon Someone help me.
1: I got reincarnated in a new world as a live streamer and now I'm forced to play City Skylines all day long. That's a great time. I'd read
0: that. I read that those mad anime hour we'll see you next week bye, bye.